And there are many things that I would like to say to you. So I wanted to do one about Bennigan's and how that shit is uh, shenanigans from Waiting, the 2005 movie. Um, yeah, I put it out there online in a little post. And some other people kind of agree. But yeah, uh, if you ever seen that movie Waiting with Ryan Reynolds about the casual dine-in restaurant experience, that shit is based off of fucking Bennigan's. And um, I will also say that the majority, and I mean the vast majority, and I mean pretty much down to whatever you see in that fucking thing is accurate from the stuff that happens between the servers and the customers, back of the house, and uh, there's a lot of fucked up stuff in that movie. And I am pretty goddamn sure that how they generated this script was they talked to servers. And that was it. There wasn't a comedian that had to write fucking anything. There was not really a whole lot of making shit up that had to happen in order for this script to come to pass because the majority of these events not only had happened in real life but uh, from working in two Bennigan's locations one in Lakeland, Florida at the Merchant's Walk near the movie theater in, oh, before 2005 yeah, it was like 2002 uh-huh and then there was one in Tallahassee, Florida Another Benning Roots I had transferred. Uh, yeah, and same, that was also crazy. Um, you know the thing about Bennigan's and about a restaurant like that is what I didn't expect is that the Lakeland Merchants Walk area Bennigan's 2000 scene was probably just as crazy, if not fucking wilder, than the Tallahassee scene in like 2005 about uh or 2004 yeah it was like i thought tallahassee would be way crazier just for being you know the party town of the college kids and the whatnot and it was in a lot of respects but i uh, know it's just across the board bennigan's get fucking down is what it was uh let me tell you some of the stuff that happened let's see now a big scene in waiting is the parties uh, that is the Benning, the Benningans, the shenanigans parties where all of the employees, like the servers, the back of the house, um, everybody that fucking works up in there goes into an apartment of one of the other employees. There's a house party like all the fucking time. And there's usually like a designated house that all these people go to. Uh, and our location in the 2000s, early 2000s, Bennigan's, it was fucking Graham's house. Graham was a popular server that was at that Bennigan's. Um, and he had like a screamo band, which was really popular in that time era. You know, he was in his 20s, uh, just like kind of like the rest of us. Or I was like 18, actually, when he was 20. And yeah, man, we uh, almost after every shift, sometimes we would burn that shit down on a weekday, on fucking Wednesday. <laughs> and just like end of the world that shit and then go back up for like a midday shift at the restaurant the next day fucking 
I thought that this shit was the most normal stuff ever. Um, it was pretty tame. But looking back, uh, no. Um, this was like... <laughs> oh, God. Um, I want... There's a bunch of, like, blackout drunk restaurant young adults, like, from anywhere from 18 to, like, 20-ish. And then there's, like the people in there that have just been working in restaurants that were also at these parties for a little bit too long. Um, maybe not too long. That's just how it goes. I want to stop saying shit like that. Cause you might, you might need to be there. Who knows? Uh, but like some 30 year olds, you know, people that are like 10 plus years older than the majority of the crowd. I actually kind of fit into that category when I was working at Publix, but you know, it happens. So, uh, we would all get there, and there was just all, just all kinds of fucking liquor, all kinds of fucking beer, music, and it's a lot of people just, you know, doing that all the fucking time. And there's a bunch of people coming in and out, and sometimes there's different locations uh, where they was doing flaming shots in this guy's fucking kitchen. People are passing out everywhere. I woke up one night on his sofa, and I thought someone had left a mop like uh, on my feet or whatever and I'm like what the fuck so I'm moving my foot around it's dark as shit I'm like what the hell is in this and I like go to like grab it and get out of my it's somebody's face like one of these fucking server chicks had like passed out next to her boyfriend in front of the couch by that dude now they were sleeping like in front of me by my feet like they were dogs and they had fallen asleep while I was watching Matlock or something. Okay? This was like... <laughs> I've woken up so many fucking weird ways like that. And uh, uh, it was customary to stove light cigarettes <laughs> in the morning. Because everyone had forgotten their lighter. So it, it had just gone. I had famously heard it put G to the O-N-E gone. And, uh, yeah, we would huddle around the stove and somebody would bite the bullet. Usually me would stove light the first SIG. And then we would, of course, use that to jumpstart the rest of them until somebody found a lighter, which was, I don't, uh, usually located on the roof or something fucking crazy. You you never know. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, man. What else? Can, what else? Can I tell you some of the shit that I saw at Bennigan's? Because I wanted to get into big story, but I think it's gonna, it's going to be too much filler of like my how I personally feel about it and all my emotions and shit. I just want to tell you like it, it, that's important too, sure. But I, I just wanted to tell you some of the bullet points that I constantly think about every day when I fucking think about Bennigan's. Like uh, there was this uh, one time they were closing up, and this guy Gordy was uh there and he was a new server and a young guy uh and he was he had the hots for this one server i think her name was Kristen. i don't know anymore (laughs) but i remember Kristen had a boyfriend who was also a server there that uh whose name was koya (laughs) and one night uh shit hit the fan where koya and Gordy were talking about the whole thing, and it turned out that Kristen 
had kissed Gordy or something at one of these fucking crazy house parties. Something like that. I don't know. But did this shit, right? I see this. And, uh, nothing comes of it. But it was really fucking happening. Koya is chasing Gordy around the Benningans parking lot with a fucking tire iron. <laughs> okay. Uh, to put the scene, Kristen and I are in front of the Bennigan's doors. We are looking into the parking lot. Koya is talking with Gordy. Koya goes into his car. Goya, uh, yeah, Gordy immediately starts getting ready to back up because they were just arguing and he's going into his car. Doesn't look like he's about to leave. So, bad news. Yeah, and he was right. So, uh, he's running. And Koya's chasing, they're dodging and weaving through cars. And, like, Gordy's actually got this, like, whimsical, like, uh, kind of, like, nana-nana-boo-boo thing going on. He's, like, taunting Gordy with the tire iron. Ooh, you ain't gonna get me! <laughs> like, being really funny about it. And I'm like, he's gonna try and kill you, dude. Uh, and I was, like, all the way over there. And, uh, you know... Uh, I didn't feel like saving the day on that one. Two grown-ass men. Or grown-ish, about as grown as I was. I mean, like, they're, they're fine, right? I don't know. I was just... I couldn't help but watch. I'm like, oh, God. And then, of course, Koya does not catch Gordy. Uh, and everyone goes home. <laughs> and they still work together for a long-ass time. Uh, nothing ever comes of that. Another thing that happened <laughs> was... Uh, there was this guy when I was working on day shift because I would, uh, I was a host. I didn't really get into anything much in the Bennigans as far as actually working there. I was working there, but I, I wasn't doing shit. <laughs> it was just, I was just going to parties. Um, but yeah, I was the host and there was this guy that would come in. He was a little older than me, uh, you know, maybe 25 and stuff. He was going to, what's that Christian college? Southeastern? Yeah, but get this right. Okay, this guy keeps on talking to me about, like, modeling and taking pictures and wants to know if I've done any modeling. And it, he comes in for lunch and stuff every once in a while, and he really likes to get my attention and talk to me about, like, you know, just how guys should be okay with how good they look and stuff. It's weird. I think. I've never really met anybody like this before. Um, and then he actually starts trying to tip me <laughs> and like, I'm just the host, dude. You can't just give me all this money. Uh, I mean, not that I wouldn't take it cause, but, uh, everyone's looking around and it's kind of my fucking job. I can't explain the fact that I'm getting a tip from doing my job as a host. When my tips come from the tip share, if I'm taking money from the table myself, that's rightfully an ass beating. Um, so yeah, stop it. <laughs> rightfully an ass beating. I would, I'll, yeah. So no, I'm not doing that, and I don't want anyone to think that I'm doing that. <sighs> but he he keeps on, and then he starts coming in. No, this is a thing that happens for like a couple months, <laughs> maybe like two months, and then he keeps coming in, and he gets getting more drunk and more obnoxious. And then finally he's just like, bro, 
It's embarrassing. But the staff, the managers, hid me from this guy because of, like, the outrageous, aggressive sexual harassment that he was, like, really going for me with. Um, Yeah, man. It got real weird quick. (laughs) All kinds of stuff. Talking about uh, wanting me to uh, (laughs) go off and do one of them modeling shoots with them and, you know, clothing optional and all that. It's like, so when I say sometimes I kind of know what women are talking about when they mean, when, when when they get like aggressively, aggressively hit on where it's like not okay. I draw from like that one experience pretty much. That's all I got. And I know it's not really anything like what happens to y'all on a regular basis, but I got a little insight on that one uh, from that. And it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Some guy out there aggressively wanting your goodies. Mm -mm. Shit ain't cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I, that's how I, uh, Benningan's life. What are you going to do? Sometimes you get sexually harassed. Sometimes you don't. Uh, what what else happened at Bennigan's? There was Bennigan's Idol. Uh, yeah, when American Idol first came out, Bennigan's decided that they were going to do Bennigan's Idol, and they kind of cleared up this top part of the bar. Uh, it looked kind of like a stage, actually. So it was halfway there, and they got karaoke equipment and all that, and they had Bennigan's Idol for a few nights. And you could come up there and do your karaoke shit in Bennigan's, and you could win surprises and whatnot. And I just remember, like... Uh, the only thing I really remember about that particular night is my manager, uh, Jack, who also had a brother named Travis. Uh, side note, I've met either Jack's or Travis's that had the opposite name for their brother. Like, apparently that's a thing. The Jack and Travis combo. I never fucking knew that. But, uh, yeah. I'm not the only Travis with a brother named Jack, apparently. (laughs) Fucking nuts. Uh, But, yeah, so Jack is talking about this guy that's kind of a regular. And he's just, like, ripping into this motherfucker. Sober. Because he's at work and he's a good manager. He's not like they had some crazy shit, but not off of this guy. Uh, but yeah, but so Jack is just like this guy's out there, and he's like pounding down Marlboro Reds, and he's coming up and he's trying to sing Creed, and then he goes back out for all this and like it is um, Scott Stapp from Wish. That would be the joke if Wish was a thing back then. That you would say Scott Stapp from Wish is at Bennigan's pounding down Marlboro Reds and Budweiser trying to win a prize. And it's not working. That's some shit I got to see. I don't know. That's not uh, too crazy. But I do remember that one. Sometimes dreams die hard. Uh, Unceremoniously. And in sidebar conversations. (laughs) That person may never even hear. Oh, yeah. Um, God. Yeah, everyone. Okay, so here's some other stuff about Bennigan's uh, that really got crazy. Uh, You could go 
to places around town in Bennigan shirts. <coughs> and it would be okay to drink there. No ID. Nothing. Bennigan's? Sure. Here's alcohol. You just go with your crew. Sometimes you don't even need the restaurant crew. And you all go in your, your shirts. I don't know if people still do this. I know Publix still does this. Um, at Southside. That's the Publix bar, by the way. <laughs> uh, you'll see, At least back when I was in Lakeland, you could walk in the Southside on payday for Publix and to see so many green shirts up in there. Like everyone knows, that's like... That's, that's a place where... Drinking is a pleasure, I guess. <laughs> I mean, generally, if you're an alcoholic, you always like drinking, but for whatever reason, uh, I guess it's South, uh, Southgate is right there, kind of. So I, I get it. It's, yeah, I'm just saying. You go in there, you're going to see some shit. And, uh, well, yeah, you, you just drink everywhere in your fucking bending his shirt. <laughs> oh, man. There was a jukebox. That fucking song from uh, Evanescence came out. And I put that on the jukebox for like 20 times. And I'm not exaggerating. I put a lot of money in that jukebox on my shift. And played it. That one song. A lot. Because it was fucking with this dude named Steve. That I did not like working at that Bennigan's. Because... It was weird. My ex-girlfriend got a job at Bennigan's like a month after we broke up. And then he started being more of an asshole when she came around. Maybe I just didn't like him. Could be. You know what I've learned? Uh, I actually am not a really happy, jolly person like uh, I thought I was for the majority of my, my time here. Uh, turns out I have uh, a really huge fucking anger problem and I have a vice grip on several key grudges. <laughs> I'll see you one day, Gaines. I'll fucking see you. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Bennigan's is something that I always like to think about. And I might even go watch that waiting shit. Uh... Oh, man. A lot of painkillers around there, too. Because uh, I was watching, what's it called? Dope Sick on Hulu not too long ago. And it's almost about the same era. Like, the early 2000s, like before 2006. I think that's where Dope Sick uh, kind of hovers around a lot. Uh, yeah, a lot of pills in the restaurant. Because restaurant industry, really... The casual dining restaurant industry was made for people who are fucking partiers. Uh, this is where you go to make your money for, you know, your uh, studio apartment, <laughs> your drugs, and fast food. <laughs> and that's your life. And don't get me wrong, I've met people that have lived this life for a very long time. And some of them, like, it's rough. It's not like they're, like, living lavishly, but they, uh... They can, they're happy people. They have their routines. They have their friends. And they have the things that they do. And uh, 
at least sometimes. That was the culture in like 2006, 2007. I didn't really like, I haven't stayed around that scene so long to actually see like a bleak 30 year transformation to what that's going to do to somebody. But um, the restaurant scene, man. I, I, there was a, there was a restaurant that's, I know there wasn't actually a whole lot of crazy stories about that I, that I thought I was going to be able to get into. And that's why I didn't really do this so much before is because like, I feel like I have all of these dynamite fucking banger stories about Bennigan's that can rival and actually even confirm a lot of the things that happened in the movie waiting. But I start talking and I don't know. I, I focused on a few key sidetrack stories and I still have more about the Tallahassee Bennigan's. I didn't really get anything up in there. And, uh, another thing, another rest, the, the craziest restaurant I ever worked at in my life though, was the Tallahassee Moe's Moe's yes, on uh, West Tennessee street, the Moe's Tallahassee. It was fucking nuts. And I want to just explain what I mean by how nuts that was uh, our manager for the most Tallahassee and I'm just gonna get into this really quick his name was Dave and Dave was a giant tall hippie and he looked exactly like I described like picture a fucking really tall hippie that's about like uh, almost 40 yeah that's Dave okay so Dave works at Tallahassee Moe's and he's the general manager and one and uh well Dave likes to hold meetings, company meetings at people's houses so he can get stuff like two kegs of fucking beer from uh, the company, write them off as an expense, a work expense, and then put them uh, in the house party where his other employee has a band playing in the backyard. (laughs) This is shit that would happen. Uh, Yes, cooler beers often. Uh, Oh, and... Yeah, you could drink there. Like, straight up. (laughs) Uh, It was really easy. Um, I'm not going to say Dave allowed it, because I'm pretty sure that's throwing somebody under, like, an actual criminally charged bus. But I will say it happened so much that you could go up to the fucking counter and just tell the person, hey, I'll take a picture of beer. And your picture would be like, you know, there. And they would ask you for money. And that would be it. Because you worked there. And they didn't give a shit. And it was the early 2000s. And no one fucking cared. And you could get away with that kind of stuff all the time. And that's what I would do there, is I basically just hung out at work and around there. And uh, because on West Tennessee Street, when I first got into Tallahassee, I'm trailing off on a completely other story, but that's okay. Uh, When I first got into Tallahassee, I um, was going up and down West Tennessee Street because I had seen a lot of college movies. I wasn't even college myself. My friends were going. I just kind of followed them up there. I was going to get a restaurant job and live in the apartment, which is what I did. But so I don't have any friends up there besides them. I don't really know anybody, and you know, I'm not going to school or nothing, so this sucks. Can't go to any college parties. Wrong, bitch. Here's what you do you you find a college party because they're everywhere on the weekends. There's apartments, doors, every all the apartment doors are fucking open. There's a million people inside. What you do 
is you wait until some of these parties are going and you just walk in. Yeah, I did that. I just walk in and introduce myself and I just be like, hey man, I'm new here. I'm trying to, you know, meet some people, kind of put some money in the beer hat. Is all right. And they're like, uh, you have to get there when everyone's a little drunk first because people are going to be more hesitant if you just show up at their party and they don't fucking know you. Wait till they're on like beer five, which in that town isn't, it's not going to take a long time to get to beer five because these are 20 year olds uh, at the oldest of them. (laughs) So they're going to be guzzling. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And more likely than not, put about a good fat $10 in the beer hat and uh, well, you got yourself a party and uh, a room full of new best friends. I've done that. In all honestly, in all honesty, um, I want to say like maybe not ten, eight times. Was it eight? It might have been ten. I don't know. I did it at least eight, honest to God times that this has happened, and it's worked, and I stand by it. <laughs> I don't think it's that shady. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Okay, but well, I'll just leave it at there. All right. Uh. I'll talk about some more restaurants and early 2000s stuff because it's fun and I'm in a good mood and uh, I'm bored. So, bye. (laughs) As of now.